Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Can somebody call Ty Delaney and tell him I love this song? Jesus, power in his name, my God. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name, my God. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yes. Power in his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Tammy. Hey, how y'all doing? Jesus, good. Hey, Miss Terry. Things change when I call you Jesus. Things change when we call your name. I dare you to bless him. Even if your circumstance and situation ain't perfect. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm free. Call your name. When you call your name. When I call your name. When I call your name, when I call your name, me too, Sandra. I am just like in love with this song. It's so much power in this song. I'm done singing sad songs. Like we got delivered. I'm done. We crossed over, right? I'm done singing sad, depressed songs. I done been delivered. I'm grateful for those songs in the season. But right now, everything I'm singing, singing has a victory chant to it because there's victory in the name of Jesus. There's a shifting in the name of Jesus. There's a power. I'm done with sad songs. 
When I call your name, I'm telling you, I feel the victory. I feel the victory. I feel the victory. I feel the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 My God, I thank you. Yeah, and I call your name. When I call your name. When I call your name. Odell, I'm drinking on Jesus. That's nothing to do with what's in my cup. <laughs> oh my God, God gives you strength. He gives you energy. He gives you absolutely everything you need. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Sometimes it just be hot water in my cup, depending on my vocal cords or what's going on or whether or not I'm off with coffee. This is because of the joy of the Lord is my strength, man. Come on, Paula. Don't make me shout. If you ain't see Bible study, you won't get it. Don't make me shout. Drinking on that living water. <laughs> Drinking on that living water. This is what, this is this. This is what this is. The living water. My God, 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 my God. Glory, glory, glory. Come on, when I call your name, my God. When I call your name, my God, Jesus. When I call your name. When I call your name, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Principalities and spirit of darkness, all of that has to go from the name of Jesus. Hey, Carol, you can order the launch. As a matter of fact, I'm going to mail out a couple copies of the launch today. You can order the launch right on my website if you want the physical copy. I didn't even say anything about the launch. Thank you for that, Carol. My God, there's a shifting when I call your name. There's something about the name of Jesus. And so I'm just grateful uh, for who and what Jesus is. Yeah, DeShannon, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Sometimes when my kids have been in a space or I'll, I'll send you the link, Carol. Sometimes when I've been in a, my kids have been in a space and they're doing stuff that they ain't got no business, I just start saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or I just start saying, thank you, Lord, that my kids are acting right. Or thank you, Lord, for this situation. God was reminding me this morning about the press in my praise. He was like, just press on through in your praise. So I feel a shifting when I call your name. Can we just bless his name for a few more, few more seconds, a few more minutes? Can we just give him the glory? Can we just get, we ain't got no music on. We just going to raise a sound. My God. God, we're just going to raise a sound in the atmosphere. We're just going to bless his name. We're just going to thank him. We're just going to exalt him. We're just going to glorify him. Just give him a few more seconds of your praise. Just a few more seconds off your lips. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we magnify you. Lord God, we need you. Lord God, we love you. Lord God, we adore you. Lord God, we praise you. We glorify you. We extol your name. Hallelujah is the highest praise, Lord God. And we just simply want to say thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so amazing. You are so mighty. You are so strong. You are my strong tower, my God. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You shift the atmosphere. You change things for me. You knew my name. And I just want to say thank you, Lord God. 
You are a blessed God. You are an amazing God. You are a mighty God. You are a powerful God. Who is the Lord? Who is he? Who is the Lord Almighty? He is a mighty, strong in power. Who is the King of glory? He is mighty, strong in power. He is the King of glory. You got to know who he is. You got to know the names of God. You got to know that he's Yahweh. You got to know that he's Prince of Peace. You got to know that he's your healer. You got to know that he's your provider. You got to know that he's your strength. You got to know that he's your source. So Lord, we just want to thank you for being all things. We thank you, daddy. Thank you for being all things. Thank you for being gracious to us. Thank you for being loving. Thank you for being kind to us. Thank you, Father God, for just wisdom. We thank you, Lord God, for all you are. We thank you. You stand in the gap for us. We thank you that you forgive us every day and we have brand new mercies and we just want to bless your name and say thank you. You are so mighty. You are so strong. You are so worthy. You are so great and we thank you in Jesus name. He is so Glory is so awesome. He is so dope. My God, just get into a habit of praising him. If you would just get into a habit of praising him, I promise you praise will begin to break chains. It'll begin to destroy yokes. It'll invite the Holy Spirit in. It will call God to, it'll have God call, come in. It'll invite him into the place. You just need to set the atmosphere in praise. You don't need another anything. You just need to set the atmosphere in praise. Gracious, gracious, gracious. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. The moment I started being grateful, I stopped complaining. I did. The moment I started being grateful, I started realizing how much God had did for me. When I dropped the picture, sometimes people miss what the picture is about. When I dropped the picture about myself yesterday, it's because I know, I know it's not really about the weight, but it is about the weight. I know that God took me from that place to this place and that place I was not healthy. And in this place, I am in a healthy place. And sometimes we'll, we'll modify or we'll lie to ourselves and we'll be like, oh, because we're in church or we getting a little wetness or we getting a little water on us. We'll be like, oh, I'm good. And we make graven images to ourselves and we settle and God is like no that's not the very best version of yourself that's not the very best version of yourself I'm trying to take you and make you in my image and that looks like spirit soul and body that looks like spirit soul and body. So I always remind myself and be, I'm grateful. I'm like, Lord, I'm not in this space no more. I'm not in this space physically. I'm not in space mentally. I'm not in my space emotionally. And you transformed this, not Lakeisha. You changed me inside out and your glory is being manifested in my life right now, even as we speak. And so you got to remember all God does. It's so easy to be caught up in all you don't have and all that you don't have going on and all that go, go is going wrong. That's what the enemy wants you to do. But it's so much easier to be caught up in God's goodness and in his grace and to just love on God. So every time you feel in the moanies and you want to complain, go, go look at a picture. Go back to when you ain't had no food. Go back to when you ain't had no car. Go back to when you ain't had no gas in your car. Go back to when there was no food in your refrigerator. Go back to uh, when you ain't had no boo. Go back when you get into a position where you're about to complain. Go back to the places. Come on now. Go back to the places when you didn't have anything and just begin to rejoice. Or go back to the place, the last place when God bailed you out. When God bailed you out. Some of us have been bailed out 
more than once. Go back to the place that God bailed you out and just begin to bless and praise his name. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. This is your girl LMJ in the place today. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. And it's not because my light, I'm not even... It's just, I'm excited. I'm excited about the goodness of God. I'm excited about his grace. I'm excited about his mercies. I'm excited about all that he's doing. I'm excited about how much he's doing for us this day. I'm excited about change. I'm excited about breakthroughs. I'm excited about miracles. I'm excited about increasing my capacity and growing up in God. I'm excited about maturing in God. I'm excited about the word. I'm excited about you. That's how I feel today. I am super, super excited. Let me wait. I need to do a shout out. Deshana, Deshana, thank you, 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 thank you. Sometimes we take the people who provide a service for us granted, and I don't want her to ever think that I would take her for granted. Deshana is my hairstylist, my sister, my love, my friend, and she just always accommodates me. She modifies her schedule. She just makes sure LMJ is okay, so she takes care of these treasures and keeps them healthy and keeps them growing, and so I I have got to tell her thank you I just got to shout her out I don't want to take what she does for granted um, and if you don't know who she is follow her find out go to her page the stylist zone that's my girl that's my girl she just got some good growing hands but there's a piece when Deshana is working on my head so I had to shout her out today thank you thank and thank you for accommodating me you do not have to accommodate my schedule and so I appreciate you for accommodating my schedule because I don't have a lot of time and she just gets me right in and I don't like to wait a lot of time so bless you may the Lord bless you with customers beyond what you can imagine <laughs> may they overflow and come from the north south east and west for every time you've served me every time you've modified your schedule for me every time you've blessed me may the Lord may your door your doors burst forth with customers in Jesus name all right let's get in the word today let's get in the word today Let's get in the word today. I needed to bless her. We we take people for granted sometimes and we don't need to take people for granted. And I don't want to ever take her for granted because it's a service. We think because we pay people or do stuff that we leave. We don't we don't have to honor them or respect who they are, or respect their trade or respect the things that they do. So let's get in the word. We're talking about grace. We've been talking about forgiveness all week long and if you are just tuning in and you didn't see Monday where we learned to forgive somebody even if they didn't ask and then Tuesday we learned to ask for forgiveness even if someone didn't grant it and yesterday we learned how to forgive ourselves and I need to okay Holy Spirit thank you and I need to tell you it's a process it's a process it's not easy all the time it's a it's a process it's a process like it's a process for us to walk through it it's bit by bit small bites still equal a meal and so you need to understand that without a doubt it's a process it's a process and so today we're going to learn about grace right we're going to learn about grace and we're going to learn about extending grace and receiving grace and what grace looks like when I started getting the revelation of what God's grace was in my life it changed the image of myself and low self-esteem began to walk away see people act like I just got here overnight or like what they've been seeing is um 
just automatic or oh my gosh this is lmj and she's just anointed and appointed on point no the holy spirit is what has me anointed appointed and on point it's the holy spirit has absolutely nothing to do with me right but when i begin to understand god's grace not what people said, not whether or not people verified me, not whether or not people signed off, whether or not got people checked off. When I began to understand his grace, then everything began to put in place. It was like a Lego, right? God began to rebuild my foundation. He began to understand why he created me and why he designed me and why he set me for this time and what the mission was. And because I understood his grace, it allowed me to pursue ministry from a different capacity whether or not it wasn't about getting paid. It wasn't about notoriety. It wasn't about any of that. Anytime we build vision on ourselves, it's going to lack everything and it's going to fall. But anytime we build, build vision and mission, thank you for that, Lord. No. So I got to share something with you this morning. I was praying. And the Lord told me to remind, if you are new, we are a community of believers. God has given us instructions. Uh, he talks to us all the time and he reminds us of small things. And the Lord told me to remind you something today. He said, I need, he said, some of us, of us have been praying saying, okay, Lord, I need to see you do it. Asking him for blessings, asking for next instructions. And God told me to remind you, I need you to do what I asked you to do first. <laughs> And he's not going to give you new information. Some of the doors that you've been looking for, you've got, and I had to get in position and pray and ask this. He said, I need you to do what I ask you to do first. And so if you have been and not modify, not modify his obedience, not modify, not do partially, because one of the things that I know we do in, um, Christianity all the time is we'll make it and we'll modify it to where it fits our level of com comfortability. And so if you have been not, if God gave you some instructions, if God gave you, brought you a prophetic word, if God said to you without a doubt, um, this is what I need you to do in the season. If God told you to be quiet, if God told you to sit still, if God told you to tighten up on your money, if God told you to walk in forgiveness, he's been giving us so many instructions. If God told you to, to be here in the morning, whatever it is, I need you to get back in the position. And that's why I love, um, brand new mercies and go back and make sure you're doing exactly what the Lord told you to do. I don't care what it is. He's not going to further advance. He's not going to get some of us been long waiting on the door to open. And God is like, I, I need you to do what I asked you to do. I need you to be faithful to what I asked you to do in this season. I'm going to advance you. I'm going to move you. I'm going to push you into the next level. So if he gave you instructions and said, I need you to take care of your house, I need you to make I need you to make that the priority. If he told you to sit yourself still in ministry, if he told you whatever instructions he gave you, you need to go back. And if the word of the Lord came from a, a prophetic word or somebody spoke something in your life and, and the word, we've been getting so many different words here on the devotional. If he's been giving us instructions on the devotional, some of the, one of the things he shared with us was for us to be quiet. <laughs> He said, be quiet. I need y'all to be more quiet. How many of us have been failing in being quiet? 
that, that includes posting that includes our social media time so whatever the so some of us he gave clear instructions for in our finances and we haven't been operating we've been modifying right we might be sowing a little or we might be saving a little or God may have given you a prophetic word about some money and said don't spend this money here put this money here whatever the instructions are I need you to get back to the instructions and I'm just you know I love to tell you my story one of my friends called me and we're working on something together and we were talking and she said the Lord reminded me <laughs> that we've been asking him petitioning for him for other things and we ain't did this yet and I was like oh my god I had to repent uh, I had to repent this morning he said we you we ain't even did this yet we ain't did this yet you asking him for increase and multiplication and you haven't done this yet and she reminded me that so I was like Lord you are right you gave me wisdom you gave me a witty idea you gave me an invention and so we gotta just just be mindful that whatever the instructions were that you get back to that that you get back to that it's not that God isn't hearing you it's not that God isn't moving but if you didn't do the very first thing that he asked you it's gonna be hard for you to walk in next and we will delay ourselves and we will lie to ourselves and we will say to ourselves oh I'm waiting on this and God has been told you to do something God has been told you to start a business but God has been told you to launch and we'll justify why we're not and then we're trying to figure out why doors aren't being open to us and doors aren't Aren't being open to us because we ain't obey the first instructions you know why Abraham was so blessed because when the Lord told him to get out of his country and go and don't take let me tell you something and go he went and I'll make your name great and I'll bless you right and and I'll do all these things but he also told him don't take anybody with him and he took a lot and it caused calamity and problems. That's how we modify instructions. He took a lot with him anyway. And the Lord told him, don't take nobody. He said, leave all your people. And so it came, it came later and it caused later problems because he mended the instructions. He was never supposed to take a lot. He said, leave your countrymen, leave all your people. Another example is, especially in the area of finances, Ananias and Sapphira. Um, this is Acts 5. It says, now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles feet. Right. They have been given specific instructions. He said, then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. He fell down and died and great fear seized and all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in. She had a chance to repent and not knowing what happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Lying. Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also, at the moment she fell down at his feet and died as well. Then the young man came in, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events and all that heard these about these events. And so get back to the basics, get back to what God 
first told you, get, get back to the last thing God told you. And sometimes we move prematurely. Yeah, just got them eyes. Sometimes we move prematurely, right? We move prematurely or we don't move fast enough. And so we're going to talk about grace in just a second. I love how God set this up because he offers grand, brand new grace and brand new mercy. And so if God is telling us this morning, get back to my first instructions. If I told you don't move until I tell you to move, if I told you, and I, this morning he just kept saying to me money. If I gave you specific instructions for your money, if you look at God, looking to God to open your door for money, right? Right. You've been believing God for financial, but you ain't followed the instructions of what he gave you. You're not going to, you're going to seeds reproduce after its own kind. And I gave my own testimony, right? I told you I love to sow. I love to give away. And I was sowing and giving away like crazy. And the Lord was like, not in this season. Like I will give and tithe before I pay bills. And the Lord was like, not for this season. I need you to let me handle and manage your finances different differently. It's going to seem different than what you've been normally used to, but this is how we're sowing. This is how we're sowing too. And he gave me the same instructions for the ministry. This is where we give. This is how I want you giving. This is how we're taking care of the poor. And these are the things that we're going to do. And you're going to see multiplication and increase. And so anytime I see anything drying up or looking strange. I get into a place of repentance and say, Holy Spirit, show me whether or not, right? Show me whether or not I'm, I'm being wise in my own eyes because we can be like Ananias and Sapphires and modify the instructions of God. And then everything else will fall through everything else. Is, God is so specific. So when God comes to us this morning and is saying to us this morning, right? If God comes to us this morning, he's saying to us morning, I need you to do what I asked you to do the first time. I need you to get back to the instructions. If I told you to pray more, if I told you to sit more quiet, um, sometimes God will bring a word of Lord to us from somebody and we'll think because it's so simple that it's not God and it's God because it's that simple, right? So if God told you don't be doing a lot in this season then don't do a lot in this season. God told me to put emphasis on my kids in this season. So I've been putting emphasis on kids and asking him, what does he want me to do? And not me determining or making up my own decisions. So if you've been looking for God to take you to what's next, ask and ask him, what is there? Did I skip steps? Did I miss any of your instructions? Have I not done the things that you told, told me to do? Right? Cause I don't want to amend me. Y'all, I don't want to amend those instructions. Right? I got some prayers that I'm supposed to be doing at a specific time with some people. Like I just was like, Lord, let me not amend your instructions and let me not make excuses because one of the worst things we do is we'll make excuses for why we can't do something when God will give us the grace and everything we need to do do what we need to do in this season. It don't have to make sense to us, but it needs to make sense to God. It needs to make sense to God. And if he told you to slow down, if he told you to tithe, if he told you to sow, if he told you to run, if he told you to walk, if he told you to walk in forgiveness, and he's been giving us instructions on this devotional. And if we just slough it off, like this ain't a regular devotional. God talks to us. He divinely inspires us. And if we just been sloughing it off and been like, oh, well, that ain't for me. That's for Ellen J. Or that's for so-and-so without praying and asking him, then guess what? We're missing the instructions 
challenge for this season. He, he's been dealing with me. He's been dealing with me personally. He's been dealing with me personally about some stuff I've been slow to start. He was explaining to me this morning, this is why I need you to start this. I always want to make sure my motives are right. Well, sometimes in making sure my motives are right, I overprocess things. And because I overprocess things, it delays me. But guess what? He is so gracious to come to us and say, look, I need you to get back to the basics. <laughs> Look, I need you to get back to the basics. Look, I need you to understand my grace and I'm giving you time to straighten this out and, and get this right. That's what grace means. That's what God's grace is really about. It's his favor and his kindness towards us. And God reigns down through us, through us, through grace. That's what grace looks like when God corrects you, when God sends you warning. Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira died instantly because they lied to the Holy Spirit like the Holy Spirit couldn't see or like God didn't see us avoid the instructions or do something different. And so all you have to do is take a state of of repentance. I'm going to talk to you about a broken, contrite spirit and what that looks like, what real repentance looks like. Take a statement of repentance. Go on and say, Lord, please forgive me. And then ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything that I've done in which I am not following your instructions? I'm not. Tamika was good. She was like, oh, let me get back to being quiet, right? I'm not being quiet. Or let me get back to following in your instructions. And especially in your money. God, God, will test you in your, thank you, Holy Spirit. God will test you in your money to see if you love money more than you love him. God will test you in your money to see if you love money more than you love him. He'll test you about your tithes. He'll test you about your giving. He'll test you about your instructions. He will test you in your money to see if you love. That's the whole thing. That's why the scripture says money is the root of all evil. God will test you in your money to see if you love money more than you love him. God will ask you to do, I've done some things that don't make no sense. I've done some things that don't make no sense, right? But he'll test you in that. And that's what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. Well, because of Jesus, we have grace and we have mercy. And his grace saved us, right? And then his grace gives us numerous chances. We have all sinned. <laughs> we seem to do what we don't want to do. That's what Paul said. I find myself doing what I don't want to do. <laughs> Even when I try not to do it, I'm doing it anyway. Yet, God will forgive us every time we repent of all sins, past, present, and future. You're forgiven because you believe in Jesus Christ. That's what grace is about. That's what grace is about. And so today, our, our, our thing is I need to give and receive God's grace. I need to give and receive God's grace. That's what we focus on today. I need to give and receive receive God's grace. I need to give it and I also need to receive it, right? And so you're going to you're going to mess up. You're going to do stuff foolishly. Some of us have not followed the instructions and we become so hard on ourselves because the enemy wants us, come on Holy Spirit, caught up in condemnation because he knows if we're caught up in condemnation, then guess what? We won't follow the instructions of God because we won't think it matters to God. Sin comes naturally, but it's our righteousness that will put us back into focus. Remember we talked about the narrow path versus the wide path and, and God was sharing with us the other day that reasons why some of us have not been receiving is because we on a wide path looking for him and he's on a very narrow path. 
He's on a very narrow path and it's not a legalistic path. It's just a path that keeps us out of traps. Come on, Holy Spirit. It's just a path that keeps us out of snares. It's a path that keeps that keeps us the enemy from coming in like a flood, right? It it just it's a different path. It does not look like what this world tell tells you is successful. That's why we have to be so cautious when we are people be Lord, Lord, and call and he says to us in the word, he said, I need you to understand this that everybody that says Lord, Lord is not gonna enter the kingdom of heaven. And we'll evaluate because we think someone is blessed. And they may not even be kingdom blessed. And because they say, Lord, Lord, and we'll model ourselves after them. We'll follow after them. We'll make them our idols. We'll make them our mentors. And they ain't even, they on the wide path. They not even on the short or the narrow path. And it's easy to do, especially when we are not, we are wise in our own eyes. And so we, we need this grace. We need this grace multiple times because we're going to jack stuff up. I just told you, we just, we're going to jack stuff up. We're going to not follow the instructions. We're going to be slow to follow the instructions. Um, delayed, delayed obedience is still disobedience. When we delay in our obedience, it's still disobedience. We'll think that it don't take all that in God. We'll read something in the word and cast it aside as if it didn't apply to us because it makes us uncomfortable. The word says, don't drink unto drunkenness, but we'll be somewhere drunk thinking it's no big deal or justifying it. But the word told us don't be, be, be drunk unto drunkenness. The Lord, the word tells us to watch what's in our eye gate, watch lust, watch sin. But because we don't understand his grace, we it's, it's easier for us to sin. Grace is what puts us in a position where sin doesn't overwhelm or take us, take us. There's also forgiveness in our grace, right? And forgiveness is possible even when the offense is really hurtful, right? Murder. Jesus was at the point where they were about to murder him. And his, his final words were, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Forgive them for what they don't know do. He said that from the cross. And so if we're going to be more like Christ, even at the point that we're on the cross, even at the point where it's painful, even at the point where somebody has been slaughtering your name. I've been in some strange situations with people lately, even when people don't understand what's going on around you, right? Even when people are talking about you, even when people are abusing you at the point of cross. And remember Jesus was in the flesh still. Jesus says to them, father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He extended grace to them. And that's the same thing. Remember we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Come on y'all. We wrestle against principalities and powers of darkness. And so a lot of times we've got to remember without a doubt that we need to extend grace because God has extended grace to us. And if we're going to be made in his image and we're going to operate as little gods or little, little evidence of Christ or little Christ here on this earth, then guess what? We got forgiveness is a God ordained thought. It's not a man made thought. It's a God ordained thought. And then the other thing is understanding that he gives us a chance to get it right all over again. I'm not taking tomorrow, yesterday into today. I'm not taking yesterday into today. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not taking yesterday in today. I made a decision. Whatever happened yesterday, I'm not taking it into today. I'm not taking it in today. And here's why, because God gives me brand new mercies every day. 
every morning. If I am not dead, I have a glorious chance to start again. Well, guess what? Every morning, if someone else is not dead, they have a glorious chance to start again. That's why first Corinthians 13 over there, four through eight tells us don't keep no records of wrong. I'm not, can I tell y'all these laws of sowing and reaping are so real. I'm not going to keep no records of nobody else wrong. Cause I don't want them keeping records of my wrong. And so we have to remember that every new day, every hour, every breath is a chance for you to act better, to do better and to display more fruits of the spirit. <laughs> every hour, every minute, every second. And sometimes we'll leave ourselves in such a funky state because we're like, oh, it don't matter anyway. Oh, I'm like this anyway. And God is like, I give you brand new mercies every day. And I'm giving you this in my grace. This is what grace brings to you. Also, can I show you something else, Grace? Grace brings freedom to you. I, there is nothing. I was so bound in so many other things when I did not understand his grace. I was bound in other people's opinions. I was bound in other people's lifestyles. I was bound in brokenness. I was bound in what my mama them thought. I was bound in my own idols and images of what I thought I was supposed to be. I was bound in those things because I was leading, living according to this world standard, according to my sin nature. I was bound in those things because I did not understand that there was a freedom in God's grace. God's grace gives me the freedom to forget about other people's opinion. If I know what this word says about me, what nobody else says, Matt doesn't matter. If I know what this word says about me, if I know that what this word, I know this word says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If I know that this word says that I'm made in God's image, then don't no status impact me. Don't know Facebook likes impact me, right? Don't know whether or not somebody approved what I'm walking into impact me. None of that impacts me because the freedom that I'm going to get is from understanding God's grace made me over. Yeah. And I'm the apple of my daddy's eye. And then I can learn to bring, be the people person that God created me to be before the lies of the world attached themselves to me. The lies of the world attached themselves to you and started lying to to you about who you were and started lying to you about what you should be and started lying to you about what you should have and started lying to you about who you should be connected to and started giving you and making you think that the wide path was so gracious and so glorious and it was not it was a trap it was a trap that would leave you more thirsty. It was a trap that would leave you distracted. It was a trap that would leave you consumed. It was a trap that would leave you overwhelmed. It was a trap that was lying to you. And God's grace is not like that. And what the world will make you do, they'll start counteracting the word. They'll start lying to you about the word. Yeah, see, it's so many in religion. We ain't talking about no religion. We talking about kingdom and Christ. We talking about kingdom and Christ. We talking about kingdom and Christ. And so you got to understand what kingdom says in Christ. That's why the enemy will fight you on getting this word. I've never seen so many people come against the word of God. I've never seen so many people come against the word of God because the word of God speaks hope and truth. 
The word of God speaks the open truth. The word of God deals with your addictions. The word of God deals with your carnal places. The word of God deals with your strife. The word of God deals with your doubt. The word of God deals with your fear. The word of God deals with your sexual immorality. The word of God deals with all of this. That's what the word of God deals with. And so the enemy fights you from getting this. And people will tell you, well, yeah, I, you know, man wrote the word of God. No, <laughs> the word of God was the freedom for you. That's why the enemy don't want you spending no time in your word. That's why he don't want you saturated in the presence of God. That's why he don't want you to have no real godly friends. He'd rather you have friends that are on this path that'll be leading you under right unrighteousness. You got to ask yourself if every relationship, every relationship I'm, I'm, that I'm attached to, is it leading me to Christ? If the relationships, if the circumstance and the situations that I'm attached to, and I'm not the change agent, aren't leading me into Christ, then they're keeping me from the freedom and grace. You need to be faithful to the one who created you. God already loves you. So you have absolutely nothing to prove. So there's freedom. There's freedom. There's free. It's not even about fake friends because they don't know they're the way that they are. We, they don't know they're the way they are. They're not even realizing that they're the way that they are. This has been their normalcy so long. And that's why I'm saying to you, you got to steal when you get this, You'll be able to extend grace to them. You ain't got to make no dramatic act exits. You ain't got to make no dramatic things. You just got to do what's working for you in this season. You're supposed to be focused on you, your salvation, your process. Anyway, you ain't supposed to be even focusing on nobody else's. That, that's man-made stuff. You ain't supposed to be caught up. You're supposed to be extending them grace and praying that they get the same revelation that you have in Christ Jesus. But there's a freedom in grace. You're free to be you. You understand I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made in God's design and getting to know God through his word purposed me. And if the son set me free, then guess what? I'm free indeed. God, God's grace also gives us our future. Can I tell you that? God's grace also gives us our future. Every circumstance, every situation you've been in, everything that you've been caught up in, everything that you've been consumed in, he, uh, can, he came so you could overcome the world. He's going to make your environment better. He's there to help you. His grace is sufficient for you. The scripture says, well, who is your father that he would give, good, give, give, give you a snake or give you wrong, right? If if who is your father that he would do that? No, I'm going to give good gifts to you. So grace gives you a future. Grace gives you a future. You don't have to worry about whether or not you have a future. You have a future. You just got to understand the grace. See, the lack of understanding of grace will cut your future off. When a situation, come on, Holy Spirit, when a situation presents itself and you don't understand that grace gives you a future, you'll let that situation count you out. You'll let that, you'll let that situation count you out. You'll let that define that situation become the defining factor of how you begin to move from here on. Um, that's, that's what you'll do. I do a thing on, uh, I used to do a thing when I taught at the university. If you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? If you had 24 hours to live, what would that look like? And my students had some strange thought processes of what they would do in the last 24 hours. Well, I knew the thought process of thinking I only had 24 hours to live. Let them move outside of grace. They, they let them move outside of grace. Grace is free. Grace is love that scoops. It saves us. It cares for us and it rescues us. 
And so if I need to give grace and to receive grace, then I need to understand that God is going to give me favor even when I don't deserve it. Which means I need to extend favor even when someone else doesn't deserve it. Grace is going to reach down to me even in my rebellion and say, you know what? I'm going to give you another opportunity here to go back and do what I told you to do. That's what grace does. Grace gives you a second chance. Grace is unconditional. It's a love towards you where you don't even deserve it. It's a love towards you where it don't even die. It's a, it's going to rescue you. It's not based on your merit. You're not earning points for this grace. The enemy has been lying to you, making you think that if you do absolutely everything right, that you're going to get the grace that you need from God. And I'm telling you, God gives you this grace regardless, right? God gives you this grace regardless. He also gives it to you when you desperately need it. <laughs> he doesn't have to be persuaded to give you grace and to give you favor and to care for you. God gives this to you because this is who and what God is. And if you start thinking about all the things that you've done wrong and all the things that you have had going on in your life, right? Even right now and how God has sustained you. And then you'll understand, you know what? I couldn't have earned this. I couldn't have earned this. This wasn't about me being perfect. I couldn't have earned this. I couldn't have earned this. I couldn't have earned this. So let me give you a few scriptures that just hold that, that, that help me understand what grace is for me. Right. Um, because our identity is found in God's grace because of God's grace. You are who you are. Um, you you stand before God because of God's grace. You're able to resist sin because of God's grace. So let me give you these and I'm going to, we're going to get out of here. One of the things I wrote down when I was study was studying this was grace leaves me patient. Grace leaves me patient. And the scripture that I have for this is, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. That's first Peter five and 10. His grace makes me patient, even in the worst of situations, even when it doesn't look like I know that his word tells me and the God of all grace who called me to his eternal glory. He called Lakeisha after I've suffered a little while, he'll restore me and he's going to make me strong and he's going to make me firm and fir steadfast. That's first Peter five and 10. God's grace also reminds me he's working it out. <laughs> he's working it out, right? It says yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. He's working it out. That's Isaiah 30 and 18. He's working it out. Grace also reminds me forgiveness started at the cross. John 3 16 for, for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall live and not perish. Right? God reminds me I, it started at the cross, right? Grace also reminds me I cannot buy or earn this. This happens because of how much God loves me. And I take the same initiative in parenting. My kids, my friends, those that I'm connected to, they cannot buy or earn my love. And that's how we extend grace. When we start making people perform for us, 
That's manipulation and witchcraft. When we support people only because people support us, that's manipulation and witchcraft. When we start, when we think performance is love and performance is relationship and I'm going to love you and I'm going to do this based on how you perform, then we've missed grace. And that's why I'm saying we got to learn how to give people grace based on whether or not they perform up to standard or not, because God extends us grace all the time, whether or not we perform up to standard or not. Sometimes I encounter some really weird things, but after I started studying this, I was reminded, Lord, if I'm going to be in your image, if I'm going to be like Christ, then guess what? This is possible in the Holy Spirit. It's not humanly impossible for me to extend grace, right? That's good. That's it. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 4, 5. Grace gives you freedom. Once I understand his grace, then he becomes the object of my love and nothing else matters. And that's Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by his grace that I have been saved. And because of that, I have a freedom of who I am in Christ Jesus. Grace also tells me I can always approach God even when I mess up. And so people should be able to approach us even when they mess up. People should be able to approach us. Are you leaving space for people to be able to approach you even when they mess up? It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's Hebrews 4 and 16. Grace also tells me God is more than my sins and teaches me to make God the object of my love. For the grace of God has appeared that offers us salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-control, upright, and godly lives in this present age. There's a scripture that says there's no temptation that's known to man that God doesn't understand. That's Titus 2, 11 and 12. I can't overcome sin. Why? Because I understand his grace. I understand how much he loves me. And I understand that if I get in his face, he's going to work all this out. The next part is I can extend his grace to others because I know how much grace has been given me. Matthew 6 and 14 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. I got to extend grace. I got to extend grace because I need grace. I got to extend grace because if I'm going to be like my father, he extends grace all the time. Grace also shows us what the image of God looks like. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. God is a compassionate God. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait on him. That's Isaiah 30 and 18. God does not turn his back on me. That's the other thing I've learned in grace. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Second Chronicles 39 and B. If I'll just return to God, he's not going to turn his face from me. He's not going to turn it back on me. The other thing I've learned about grace is it doesn't leave me stuck. It doesn't leave me stuck. It says, but the gift is not like the trespass. <laughs> for, it, if, for if the many died by the trespass of one man. How much more did God's grace and the gift that comes by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, 
overflow to many. I am not stuck in any circumstance. I am not stuck in any situation. I am not stuck in any addiction. I am not stuck in any sin. I'm not stuck in bad relationships. I'm not stuck in the place that I am now. And I'm not because of the gift that was given to me in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 5 and 15. And then whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, right? Who, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. That's Proverbs 28, 13. I can go on and on about his grace, but you need it and you got to be able to give it and being able to give it is acting like God, right? We say, I want to be like God. Well, guess what? He, he gives us grace and he expects us to extend grace to other people. I love God. I love his word for us. I love how he's growing. But can I tell you something? This is a gentle process and God grows you. This doesn't happen overnight. We all been jacked up too long. This doesn't happen overnight. This is not an overnight process. God is chiseling us and refining us and fine tuning us. But we will understand that it's grace that he gives because he loves us so much. Can I tell you something? Things that I used to fight against. I don't even struggle with anymore because I understand grace <laughs> and I understand his love for me and I understand my desires. Man, I don't want to disappoint my daddy, right? And so things that I really used to struggle with really, 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 really bad. I'm learning that they died at the cross and if I will give them back to the cross and I will remember what Jesus did and I will remember the extension of God's grace, he'll start fighting that stuff for me and that stuff will start falling off of me. That, that, start, that stuff will start falling. Hey, Linda, love you. That stuff will start falling off of me. It will start falling off of me. And God will start fine-tuning me. But I got to get, I got to receive his grace. Lord, I receive your grace for my life. I receive your grace. I receive it from the point of the cross. Father, forgive me for thinking that I had to earn your grace. I don't have to earn your grace. I was born of you. I was born of you in Jesus name. I was born of you. You put me here on this earth for a purpose. You put me here on this earth for this present time. So forgive me for thinking it looked like anything my parents showed me, anything religion showed me. I am born of you in Jesus name. And with that, I'm able to freely accept your grace. And it's going to give me the freedoms that this world can't offer me. It's going to allow me to live for you and live in your glory and live without worry and live without stress and live without disease. Why? Because that's what your freedom offers me. That's what your freedom offers me on this side and the other side. Lord, you said, let your kingdom done and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I thank you today that your will is being done in my life. And Father God, if there's anything in my heart and anything in my life, I'm giving you permission this morning, Holy Spirit, please search the chambers and pluck the things out of me that do not align with you. I need your grace. And Lord God, show me how to extend grace to others. Show me how, not how to, to love others the way you want me to. And show me how to pray for others the way you need me to pray. And show me how to forgive them even when they put me on the cross. Even when they talking about me, even when they speaking against my name, even when they praying for my downfall, show me how to extend them forgiveness. Even when they get at me and steal from me and take from me, show me how to forgive them and extend them grace and pray for them the way that you desire. I love you, daddy. God, I love you for this moment. Thank you for showing us that we need to get back to the things that you first told us. 
And wherever it is we fell off, if it's been in our money, if it's been in our relationships, if we ain't quiet enough, if we ain't sitting still, thank you for forgiving us. Now, Holy Spirit, show us. Show us where we've missed it. Give us the instructions all over again so that we can walk in God's grace and receive his grace. And Lord God, if there's anything that we need to just talk to you about, Father God, or we've been fearful to talk to you about, you open up the door. You leave the opportunity for us to talk to you about anything. And I thank you for it, Lord God. I thank you for the opportunity that I can come to you boldly before your throne and receive your grace, boldly and share my heart with you, boldly and share my desires with you. Now, Father God, for any person on here that has not received you as Lord and Jesus, Savior, Jesus Christ, I, I thank you, Lord God, for moving on their behalf right now in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord God, that they're understanding your love and that there is no sin that has them too far gone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is no sin. There is no sin. There is no situation you can't bring us back from. There is no sin we created. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So Lord God, I ask you this morning, help them find your love. 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 Help them realize your love. Help them receive your love. We thank you, Father God, for who all you are. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, for the instructions, the wisdom and knowledge and how much you love us. My God, my God, we thank you. For some of you, the basic instruction has been don't rush from the table, right? Meditate more on his word, whatever it is, let's follow. You know, God is interested in giving you the desires in your heart. Don't let the enemy tell you that. He'll, he's interested in giving you the desires in his, your heart. But some of the other things he needs to do is sometimes he's got to work things out in you before those desires manifest. And so you got to let God be the God that work out, out, out things out in you and nothing from this world. Make a decision today. I don't want nothing else from this world. Anything, any way this world has been deceiving me and tricking me and soothing me and trying to put me in a position to make me think that it had more for me than what God has for me. I don't make the decision that I don't want nothing from this world. I only want Jesus. Make a decision to be a radical for Christ. Make a decision to be different. Make a decision to press on in. And when the enemy starts lying to you, remember his grace. I love y'all. I love you so much. But guess what? Our father loves you so much. I hope today that you experience and feel his love like never before. May the love, the peace and grace of God be in you, but get back, find those instructions, whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, go on and repent, get back to it so that you don't get stuck. Right. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Tamika. Thank you for that. God is so faithful to us. God is so faithful to us. God is so faithful to us. I love y'all so, so, so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Find the place to find the grace. If it ain't no grace in it, you need to figure it out. Find the place to find the grace. And God is going to do the exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think more and imagine. I'm believing for you. I'm pulling for you today. I'm interceding for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to be doing some interceding for you. So if you have something specific, don't inbox me, email me. Um, contact us at LakeishaMJohnson.com. And if, even if you just need to say, Lakeisha, just mention my name before God, I promise you will. Today, I'm going to be interceding for all of you on this devotional, interceding for every whoever God puts in my heart. I'm going to intercede for you today. So cover me in the blood, cover me in, cover me in prayer so that I can intercede for you. But email us, contact us at LakeishaMJohnson.com so that I can intercede and pray. I don't care if you just say whisper my name. Don't DM me because sometimes I miss DMs. I don't get on social media as much as people think and I don't want to miss 
what God, need, God needs to do for you today. I love y'all so much. May his grace and peace be unto you in Jesus name. Amen. I will see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Thank you for sharing the devotional. Thank you for all you are for kingdom. Thank you for growing in grace. God is so proud of you. He loves you so much in Jesus name. I'll see y'all love, peace and blessings in Jesus name. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.